Welcome back to Barely Serious. This is episode 66. However, this is the first solo episode of the podcast that I'm doing, which is something that I've wanted to do for a while now. I just never had the confidence to just fucking sack up and do it. Uh, until a couple days ago, I did a bonus episode of Aaron Chase's podcast, which I believe he said comes out on the 29th of August this month, uh, where he sent me the questions and I recorded the my answers on my own equipment and it was a half hour and it went by quick it was smooth it was funny it was good i was like all right fuck maybe i can do it let me try it out on on my podcast so here we are first solo episode i'm going to be breaking down what it was like growing up with my name galen uh which is spelled g-a-l-y-n but pronounced galen i don't know why i guess i gotta just change the pronunci- pronunciation like the entire fucking time i've gotten galen i've gotten fucking galen i've gotten fucking but, I mean, whenever anybody spells it, it's, they spell it G-A-Y-L-N. Um, people ask me, they're like, why didn't you just go with your middle name? And I was like, fuck, dude. Well, honestly, the reason I never went with my middle name is because to this day, I don't even know how to spell it, <laughs> if I'm just being honest. Uh, it's Isaiah, but I don't know if it's spelled with a Z or with an S. And anytime I have to fill out, like, fucking, like, documents for the DMZ or DMZ, DMV, um, or, or anything, I have to look at my fucking ID and be like, fuck, is it an S? Is it a Z? And I still don't know. I mean, it's just something that, like, I'm always confused uh, with. Like, I don't even know my mom's birthday, for example. I it, It's February 8th or it's February 9th, and every year I guess wrong. I'm like, oh, it's February 8th. Okay, cool. I got it. I got it. And then it's actually the 9th. And then the next year I'm like, okay, cool. It's the 9th. And then it was actually the 8th. It's retarded. I feel like she's fucking with me. Uh, but, yeah, growing up with the name like Galen, like, first of all like i had to get tough skin at a very young age kids are fucking savage dude anything any sign of weakness boom they're on you um and so i remember one time i came home to my stepdad and this is like first grade and i was like i was i was sad because all the kids were like teasing me and shit i don't think i was crying okay i was crying i was crying a little bit uh i was like fuck like how do i get them to stop teasing me how do i get them to stop making fun of my fucking name i didn't say fucking but you know how do I get them to stop making fun of my name? And he said, well, try this out. Why don't you tell them to, you know, grab a dictionary and look up gay in the dictionary and then tell them that they don't know how to spell and that they're fools for that. I was like, that's the dumbest thing I've ever fucking heard in my life. That would never work 100%. And then they'd call me a nerd for using a dictionary, you know, uh, anything. Um, so I decided that led to the second option was just get funny. Like if you are able to provide more entertainment than your name provides to these people, these kids, these adults, now anybody, it doesn't really matter what your name is. They're going to forget. If you're funnier, if you provide the most entertainment from your mouth or with your actions or with anything than your name provides, your name doesn't matter. The reason your name is prevalent is when you're not providing that uh, entertainment, which is why I became a class clown. And now I'm, I mean, it's not like now, it's not like I'm going to eat, you know, down at McDonald's. They're like, hey, like, what's the name under? Galen, ha ha, you're fucking gay, dude. No, nah, I mean, if they did that, I mean, I'd probably just have to laugh because it's like, yo, what kind of customer service is that, you know? Um, but yeah, dude, I just had to, I just had to provide more entertainment than, um, than my name did. I mean, shit, I mean, Galen like I don't even know like I've only met two Galens myself and there was this runner guy who's actually pretty famous his name's Galen Rupp and I've actually never even met him (laughs) I just know that he exists those are the only two Galens that I know are in existence I know that there's other people because sometimes that when I try to get like a username it'll be and I'll be like bull fucking shit and it'd be just like oh shit I realized that maybe I tried uh at some point because nobody has my fucking name um but I mean now that I'm older I'm so fucking thankful that my name is Galen uh, because, I mean, there's so many, you know, Jakes and Logans and Pauls. And I just totally used all the fucking Logan Paul brothers' names. But um, but you know what I mean? Like, there's so many Dennis's. There's so many Kelly's. There's so many Jason's. Like, there's so many of them out there that it's like you're fighting to be the top Jason. I mean, uh, I mean, Anthony Davis, the guy that I opened for, his name is the exact same as a basketball player. And Anthony tells a joke about... If you Google Anthony Davis, the basketball player comes up. And if you Google Anthony Davis, the comedian, the basketball player just comes right back up. So he's, you know, killing it, which is which is his joke, which is very funny. His debut album came out on the 7th. It's called Eat Around It, and you can check that out everywhere. Um, but, 
but my name's Galen. Like you meet me once, you hear my name once, you're not gonna forget it. You're gonna hear it, and then you're gonna hear it again somewhere else. You'll be like, oh fuck, okay, yeah, yeah, I know that guy. Um, and I've met so multiple times, and I, I'm like notoriously bad for this. Where, um, I was at this party. I was at my homie's house. She was having this party. I didn't know any of the people there, but well, I, I knew like a handful of people. I knew maybe five people. There was maybe 25, 30 people there. Uh, so I'm meeting 20 people for the first time ever to, to me. Like, I don't remember meeting these people. Um, but they all knew that I do comedy. Uh, all their friends have been in my shows, all this shit that I've been in posts. I've done stuff in the community. They all know who I am. Uh, and I was standing next to this guy and I don't remember this was, I don't remember what party this is what I've been to a few at this house. And I don't remember if I was drinking, if I was smoking or what, I don't remember. Uh, but I remember I was standing next to this guy and he was like looking at me and I was like, fuck, like, so I was like, Hey man, like, nice to meet you. My name's Galen. And he was like, dude, I know who you are. We've met four times already. And I was like, Oh fuck. You know, like, but also that's on you, dude. Like be more memorable. <laughs> like, 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 I, I guess it's kind of fucked up that I met him four times. I don't remember who the fuck he is, but I mean, how did you meet me four times? Where were these four fucking times? Because, I mean, I'm sure four of them, I wasn't even fucking paying attention. Because, I mean, I still... He told me his name, and I still don't fucking remember it. I don't remember his fucking name. And I hope he's not listening. Uh, but uh, be more memorable. Um, you just don't You just don't forget my name. You hear, oh, Galen did this. Galen did that. You know exactly who the fuck the people are talking about. Whenever I meet someone for the first time, they're like, oh, I'm not going to forget that guy's fucking name. Which is... A huge plus, because I mean, dude, you know how many fucking Jasons there are in the comedy scene? I right off the bat, I just thought of fucking four, and so it's like you know, you need to be like, oh, you're this Jason or that Jason, but there's really only one me, uh, and that, and for that, I'm extremely thankful. Uh, but I'm not gonna go say thank you to my mom because I mean, she didn't know that when uh, she was giving birth to me at like 19 or whatever the fuck she was that uh, I was gonna end up being. Uh, a stand-up comedian or in a field where, I mean, I'm sure she wasn't even thinking that fucking far ahead anyway, uh, that, uh, she's like, oh, that sounds interesting. I wonder how bad he'll get bullied. You know what I mean? Uh, like, I don't know where the fucking, I asked her one time, I was like, why, why Galen? You know, I have to ask. You have to ask. You have a game, you have to ask. And she was like, oh, I read it in a baby book one time. Bullshit. No fucking way. A hundred percent. Maybe in, a hundred names you should never name your kids. Maybe that book. Maybe that was the book. But no book that was for sale at Barnes and Noble. I guarantee you that one, uh, dude. But yeah, so I um had to just provide more entertainment than uh, my name provided. Um, so became a class clown early. Once I so fifth grade I did twelfth or twelfth kindergarten through first grade it's going to fuck me in the ass dude i did kindergarten through fifth grade at one elementary school with all the same kids and then i went to a different school uh that all the other kids didn't go to i was the only one that went over to the school Moyola, which isn't even around anymore the school doesn't exist uh anymore but um and in our graduating class there was 27 or 28 kids so it was very intimate from 6th 7th and 8th there we would change classrooms but we had for 6th grade and 7th grade and 8th grade I had the same math teacher I had the same science teacher well actually not uh one of our science teachers was a bitch dude and then she got pregnant and so we were like yeah fuck yeah dude like she's out of here you know uh, and then they replaced her with another pregnant lady but she was cool so we like weren't tripping but then they had to replace her with someone it was it was dumb i don't know whoever the hell is in charge of the fountain valley school just because it's dipshit uh but anyway um you know same english teacher who was also a bitch i mean i should probably tell stories about that at some point um but uh with 27 kids all of us knew each other very well uh and so i was able to you know fuck around for like three years uh and then people have friends outside of just those 27 people so going into high school people already knew who i was uh, just based off stupid shit that I would do. And then it just amplified in high school. And I'll tell a couple of those stories later on. But, um, I recently found my middle school yearbook and there was a section, two sections. The first section is, um, I predict in 2020, I will be blank. And, you know, some kids would be like, I'll be like an aeronautic space engineer or whatever, or I'll be playing for the fucking tight end for the San Diego chargers who are not even in San Diego anymore. Didn't see that fucking thing coming. Um, but mine said one word and it was comedian. 
And so, fuck, there's someone at the door. Go fuck yourself. Um, it said comedian. And when I saw that, it fucking gave me chills because it's like something that I've wanted to do always. And it's cool that I get the chance to do it. And also, by you guys listening to this, you guys are supporting me. So I fucking appreciate you guys too. Um, but the other one was remember when. And then everybody would write like one fucking sentence about remember when this happened. Remember when that happened. And half of them were about me, dude. Uh, and that's that shit was crazy, you know. And most of the stuff, I don't fucking remember that shit at all. Like, one of them was like, remember when Galen made some guy laugh so hard that he shot milk out of his, out of his nose? I don't fucking remember that. Uh, one of them was, remember when Galen did this? Remember when Galen did that? And But the funniest fucking things that I saw was at the top. The first one that mentioned me was, remember when Galen broke Jeff's finger? And then at the bottom, it said, remember when Galen broke my finger? <laughs> uh, that shit was hilarious. Um, it's another guy, Jeff. Uh, I've only seen him like fucking twice since then. But one of them was at one of my shows at the improv. And that was really fucking cool to see that guy like 10 years fucking later. Um, but yeah, so it's um, it's just cool um, that I was able to transition from getting pretty pretty much bullied uh to recognizing like how can i fix this within myself instead of blaming others and becoming like a school shooter or some bullshit like some people do instead of blaming my name instead of blaming my mom who gave me the name i decided what can i do within myself and how can i just entertain these people uh on my own power and that's what i ended up doing uh now Dude, it's like it, it, it kind of carried into high school, like kind of it, it completely carried into high school and just amplified itself. It got to the point where I knew all of the supervision people and I would never get in trouble ever. Uh, the only time I ever got in trouble, I got suspended for a week for stealing laxatives out of a science class and feeding them to people. Which was funny at the time and it's funny now. So, I mean, I got uh, suspended the week after thanksgiving break so i had a, a two-week thanksgiving break it was fucking great uh although the community service wasn't that great um met some interesting people uh during that trust me people who deserved extra community like juvie shit like um but the i think the the craziest thing was that my nickname was the golden child which i was given to by one of the coaches bivens uh because he at the time all he had heard of was like my legs he just knew i was fast he didn't know that I was into mischief. He didn't know that I was into fucking around. He didn't know that I was into, like, uh, getting into trouble. Uh, and he quickly found out. Uh, let me write this down. Uh, but we were at practice one day. The entire team's at this practice. The entire track team. So this is the second half of my freshman year. And to this day, to this day, my Facebook nickname is still Golden Child. Partly because I don't know how to take it down. And now it's just like a novelty. But we were all at this meeting. And that morning, it was David Abraham and some other kids on the team got in trouble in the bathroom because they were like wetting paper towels and like throwing them up and getting them stuck on the ceiling right as the principal walked in. And he was like, what the fuck? Aren't you guys track kids? And so he like busted them like with Bivens. So he was fucking pissed. Bivens was pissed. So he calls this entire team meeting. And he's like, you guys need to think with your head. You guys need to be smarter than this, blah, blah, blah. And then he was like, you guys need to be more like Galen. And everybody's like, what? What? And then everybody, he was like pointed at me and everybody turns. And I was just like, oh, he's like, he's kidding. You know, like he's kidding. Like, ha, ha, ha. And he was like, this kid, I never hear his name in like bad light. He's blah, blah, blah. And he's like, he's the golden child. And we were, everybody was like, and ever since then, people would call me the golden child. And then every time I would get in trouble or, or do something stupid, I would get like demoted. Uh, I think I got, so it would be like, oh, now he's the silver child or he's the platinum child. I, and then it got to the point where I got in trouble so many fucking times that I became like the tinsel child. Like, I don't know what's lower than tinsel fucking glitter, you know, the glitter child. Um, but he soon found out that uh, I was not a golden child, which is why it became hilarious. Uh, but he like always backed me up no matter what. Uh, do it. Okay. One time we were at this race, Orange County Championships, and we were stealing sodas from this other team. And nobody was paying attention. I was just sneaking them out of their coolers. We were just all standing there. And then this fucking fat kid comes up on our team. And he was slow. Like, nobody cared about him. His name, we we actually called him to his face. We called him Fat Ass Ryan. Like, 
uh, I don't even know his real name. <laughs> we, I just know him as Fattest Ryan. We all just know him as Fattest Ryan. Uh, and he just went with it, I guess. Like, he was just one of those kids that would do cross-country to not have to do P.E., even though doing P.E. would just be way easier. Um, I mean, fuck, what do you do? I mean, I never did P.E., so I don't know. But anytime I ever saw kids doing P.E., like, you know, how hard is it to shoot hoops for 30 fucking minutes? You know what I mean? Just take extra time changing in the locker room or wherever you guys change the bathrooms. I don't fucking know. Uh, but I would assume that doing P.E. and being around, you know, hot girls would be a lot easier than running nine miles every day, 640 pace with wieners. You know what I mean? Uh, I would definitely pick, going back on it, I would definitely, I would not pick the chicks now. I mean, I had such a good time uh, doing cross country and broke a few school records and shit. And so that was fun. But, um, but I mean, yeah, pick the hot chicks. I mean, actually, I guess the fat ass Ryan wouldn't even matter because it's not like they'd be fucking them anyway. But, uh, <laughs> um, Dude, so I'm stealing these sodas out of the out of this cooler for this other team. We're being sneaky about it. I'm sneaking to all the guys on the team. We're putting it in our bags, all this shit. We're, we're total heist, total fucking looting, you know? This guy comes over. Oh, shit. Free sodas? Like, fucking just screams that shit. The whole, the, the other whole team just turns around when my arm is in their fucking cooler. And then we were like, what the fuck? We all had to, like, run away. And then, of course, they told Bivens all this stuff because, I mean... How hard is it to know what school you're from when the damn school's on your jacket? You know what I mean? Uh, but, hey, we still got the sodas. Never got in trouble for that. But I, ever since then, I fucking hated that kid. Um, dipshit, motherfucker. Um, and, um, dude, this other time we were at this other race, I was going around with, ah, fuck, who was it? I think it was Tucker Francisco. And we started stealing these sunglasses from this guy because, I mean, every once in a while, if there was, like, a big race, there'd be, like, booths and people would be like selling shit and so i stole sunglasses from this guy which i do every year at the orange county fair with the exception to this year because there is no orange county fair and i'm fucking pissed it was like tradition for me to my homie would get me to the oc fair for free so there would be no trace of me even well now it's the point where people might uh know that it's me stealing uh but i fucking would go get a pork chop on a stick and then i would eat the pork chop on a stick on my way to the sunglasses hut and then just lift them because I mean they're not fucking paying attention uh and so you know I'd get a new pair of shades every year um and then so we were stealing sunglasses so at this point I'm like a pro dude I'm like the ratatouille of fucking stealing sunglasses the best you know uh and but I get caught and they I don't I, I don't know how I got caught the, the guy saw me um but he what he didn't know is that I took two pairs uh and my homie took two pairs but he only saw me and so this guy follows us, corners us, and he's like, hey, man, like, blah, blah, blah. Like, I saw you steal those sunglasses. Uh, and I was like, ah, fuck, all right. And he was like, give them back, and I'm going to take your picture. And I was like, what do you want my picture for? You're going to jack off to it? And the guy was, like, not happy about that. Uh, and I was like, you don't need my fucking picture, dude. Uh, like, here's the glasses. Gave him some glasses back. And he was like, I'm going to take a picture of you anyway. And I was like, all right. So I flipped off the camera. He took the picture of me. I had, like, my tongue out and, like, my middle finger on my tongue. Like, fucking, like, like it was Miley Cyrus or some bullshit. And, uh we leave and but the guy ended up following us all the way back to the team tent and where Bivens was and he was of course I mean we're all young as fuck Bivens is like way older than us and so he's like well obviously that's the fucking coach comes right up I'm standing right next to Bivens and I was just like I had to fill him in you know when you you know when you're about to get in trouble and so you have to like just fill him in like with 100% truth and just be like look I got caught stealing some of this dude's sunglasses I gave him back and here he is and then the guy was like blah 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 and Bivens was like hold on man did you get the glasses back? And the guy was like, yeah. He's like, what the fucking problem then? Get out of here. And he was like, the guy was like, all right. And he left. Uh, and then Bim was just like, don't do that again. And so he always, dude, he would always back me up. Actually, the craziest the craziest story of Bim's backing me up, I just, just remembered this, dude. I got, uh, it was this race that I was supposed to win. And it was like a preseason meet. But I got hurt in the race. And I decided to finish the race. And I got last or almost last, some, some bullshit like that, but I didn't drop out of the race, which I totally should have, um, and for some reason, it was this red coat, and it's this red coat that, and a red coat is, this is my sophomore year, and a red coat is the referee, so the guy who's like, who shoots the gun to start the race, takes the time, all that shit, uh, and so for some reason, he wanted all of us to line up on the fence, uh, after the race, uh, and I, I had just eaten shit, you know what I mean? Like, I, I, there's no way I wanted to go stand at the back of this line of all of these people that I was supposed to beat and then just stand there, go fuck yourself. There's no way I was doing that. So 
Instead, right when I cross the line, I pivot left and I start walking onto the field. And this guy grabs my arm, like without warning, grabs my arm. And he's like, I told you to get over there. I fucking hit this guy. Uh, I smack his arm off me and I put my fucking hand in his face. I was like, dude, don't ever fucking touch me. Uh, blah, blah, blah. I'll beat the shit out of you. Like all this stuff, right? You know, like just tough talk. You know, would I actually beat the shit out of this guy? Probably not, you know, what I mean? unless he like swung at me, then dude, game on, you're fucking about to break a hip, old man, uh, but don't fucking touch me, don't fucking touch me, especially after a shitty performance where I just injured myself, go fuck yourself, don't fucking touch me, and so this guy, uh, so we're like cussing at each other, and at this point, there was a crowd, people are booing, uh, it was pretty funny now that I think back at it, and the funniest part was one of the other coaches who's known my dad, my stepdad, since they were in high school together in the fucking 70s. And he uh, was on the phone with my dad on speaker during the race. And so he was standing literally right next to it. So like when I got home, my dad was like, interesting choices of words you use there, you know. Uh, and I was like, whatever. And so but Bivens sprinted. He hopped the fence. He was on the other side of the entire stadium, hops the fence, sprints across the way. Um, and hold on. sprints across the way, grabs me, separates me from this guy. And I just, I just start going my other way. Um, and, um, I ended up getting suspended by CIF for, I think it was four races, four or five races, but we just didn't tell anybody that I was hurt. So by the time that my suspension was up, I was already healed and ready to go. So we just made it as if, because I mean, if we had said that I was hurt, I would have had to start my suspension after my injury was healed, uh, which was dumb, which is dumb. Um, but that's just, you know, how it goes. Uh, and so I ended up, it ended up working out. Um, but I think that, that the funniest part about that is that when I got back to the tent, I was fucking livid. You know, the whole race had stopped. You know, you're fighting the fucking referee. The whole race is going to stop. People are booing because it happened on the other team's side of the of the field. Not that they wouldn't be booing if it happened on our side. Uh, and But I got back, and my homies Joseph and Anthony, who I'm still friends with, um, they had turned my bag inside out. So they had taken everything out of my bag flipped it inside out and put everything back in and then zipped it up to where I couldn't, the zipper is on the inside. So I couldn't open my fucking bag. I ended up like they ruined my bag. I had to fucking cut it open, throw it away, go get a new bag. And so I was fucking livid, so fucking mad. And so I get there now, first off, I don't know what the inside of my fucking bag looks like. It was like a yellow bag. All of a sudden it's not there. I'm like, where the fuck is my bag? And then these dudes were like gone. They were like, oh shit. Cause they, they saw me getting into this fight. So they're like, oh shit, there's not enough time for us to like flip it back and like fix this before he fucking finds it. So they were like, oh, we gotta get the fuck out of here. We're going to get hit. Uh, and so they were like watching from a distance and I couldn't find my fucking bag. Cause I mean, I never thought that these dickheads would flip that shit inside out. And I don't know that it's black on the inside. So I finally, they finally were like, Hey, isn't that your bag over there? Uh, and so I went and I was pissed. I was so pissed. But by the time I found it, I was so like, I don't give a fuck anymore that it saved them, dude, because otherwise I would have, I would have, first of all, they're bigger than me. I would have taken a swing and then they would have let me swing on them because they're all right. We deserve that one hit. And then after I land the one hit, they'd knock me out. <laughs> uh, easy money. Um, but yeah, so Bivens, I mean, golden child, all this shit, like it got to the point where it would just be like, oh, that's just Galen being Galen. Uh, and I would never get in trouble because it was just Galen being Galen. Uh, the best, the best example I have of that, well, there's a lot, but the best example I have of that is I was walking to school and one day I just came to school fucking shirtless. I was like, whatever, you know, I just wear sweats and no shirt, went to all my classes. No one had a problem with it. It was fucking, it was funny. They were like, oh, that's just Galen being Galen. He was shirtless. And there was this girl who I ended up having a class with later, um, the next year who told me this, this is the only reason I know about this, uh, is that she was getting written up by one of the supervision people. She was getting a, 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 a citation, a, whatever the fuck detention, whatever. I forget what they're called in high school. Um, and she was getting one of those for, she was getting dress coded because she was wearing like a, a tank top with a spaghetti strap. So her bra strap was showing and she was getting fucking dress coded right as I walked by. 
shirtless and she would literally like snitch me out she was like what the fuck like look like galen's right over there like he doesn't even have a fucking shirt on how am i more distracting than that and they were just like oh no way that's so funny and i never got in trouble they they literally like in front of her laughed and was just like what the fuck uh and uh she is still mad about that and i think it's fucking hilarious uh because it's just oh that's galen being galen uh and it's just it's just too funny. Um, but I mean, one of the questions was, what, is, what are some of your funniest high school stories uh, from being a class clown? And dude, I mean, there's just so many. Like I couldn't, I, I've told some on the podcast, so I'm not going to tell them all because I want to continue to tell them on, you know, episode by episode. And I don't want to give you all the fucking cookie at once. Uh, but I mean, I'll tell a couple. Uh, I don't think I've ever told this story on the podcast, but I faked a seizure in my sophomore Spanish class and it was epic. Uh, I just, I don't know why I did it. People ask, why'd you do that? I don't know. I thought it would be funny. Like it is, you know, uh, I didn't think of the consequences. I didn't think that there were going to be any consequences. I just thought it was going to be funny as fuck. Uh, and so I literally, it was the, the most bogus, fakest seizure of all time. I literally just like motorboated and like leaned back. I was just like, Like, it was so dumb. Uh, and But I guess, uh, and then I, like, put my, my head in my arm, and I started laughing. But the whole class was dead silent, uh, except for the people who knew that I were going to do it were just shitting themselves laughing. But I guess what I ended up finding out later was, I guess, some girl in, like, the back corner thought that I was dying. And so she started crying. Uh, the teacher dropped, like, some shit and broke, like, her phone screen. Uh, and, and... Um, it was, it was so dumb. Uh, and I got sent up to supervision by, by, by sophomore year. They already knew who I was because of something I'm going to tell you right now. Um, and so I, I never got in trouble. I mean, dude, these supervision people, they would give me tickets to angel games, dude. They were so, we were homies. I would, because, so I had this science teacher, her name was, I'm not even going to say her. I'm not even going to say her name. I can't because she had a mental breakdown one time, which I mean, I might tell that story. But she would, she hated me, dude. But she hated the whole class. I had her for period five. And in this class, there was like six class clowns, like all of us. Every class clown in the whole school, boom, there. I mean, I would say I was number one. And then there was this other guy. And then there was this other guy. And there was this other guy. And another guy. And then another guy. Whoever the fuck, like the school supervisor or the district, I mean, who, whoever the, uh, fuck, who is it? Who, whoever the people are that, assign classes and make the schedules uh counselor student counselor or teacher counselor whatever the fuck their name is dude you know who you know who i'm talking about the people that make the schedule whoever made her schedule hated her dude because she loaded up the fucking fatties in that class dude we were fucking dick heads and it got to the point where she would walk into class and she would just be like you know what i'm not even i, I can't deal with it today galen get get out of class and i'd be like what the hell? Pretty sure this like class hadn't even fucking started yet. I would just be sitting there on my phone, not no, not no, actually back back then. I had a, I had a fucking slide phone, so I had a, I had an iPod. Uh, so I'd just be like on my iPod, going through like old Instagram, looking at p- p- pictures of people's like breakfast and shit. You remember the old Instagram, uh, where people just post pictures of their fruit, and now everything has to be perfect. It's so dumb. Um. And I would just go up and I would just kick it with the supervision people, which were, you know, the security people, the people that come take people out of class. Um, but uh, it got to the point where they, they loved me. And, like, here's here's an example. So my school, Fountainville High School, did this. I don't know if they still do it. I think they still do it. They do this dumbass assembly called the Baron Games. And it, it started in 2012 or, or 2011. My so- It started my sophomore year when the the first Hunger Games movie came out, they're like, oh, we should do that with the entire school. It's fucking so dumb. You know, the, those ASB dickheads, they would always have to make it. We, by the way, me and ASB never liked each other, uh, but because I did cross country and uh, I was fast, they would always have to deal with me <laughs> and have, have me in their stupid videos and their dumbass assemblies and shit, and I would show up late. I'd do shit wrong on purpose. Like, it was so dumb. Like, I fucking hated being there, but... You know, it's some of those things that you just have to do. Um, and 
yeah, ASB, we never liked each other. Uh, mainly because uh, my junior year. So for the Bell game, they would make posters for like months and then they would cover the entire school even the ground in posters like anti-edison posters or whatever edison was our rival school uh and then the the bell game is edison versus fountain valley and then fountain valley fucking sucks ass we would never take it serious fountain valley has lost 23 consecutive years i made that up but it's something long like like long like i think the last time they won was like 2004 so what's that like 16 years i don't think they did the game this year uh because of covid but if they did play it we lost i guarantee that don't even have to check um actually they almost won my freshman year i was there with joseph and we scored a the go-ahead touchdown but they reversed it uh they reversed it because of some offsetting penalty in the backfield and then our quarterback threw like an interception and the game ended uh but it was so it was so dumb but we should have won uh not that it fucking matters if you the shit about fucking high school football. I'm from Texas. But um, me and my buddies, we went and we tore down all the posters during the game. So the game's going on. So we know that the next day that they're going to take down the posters anyway. Now, I didn't take into account that maybe some people wanted to keep wanted to keep their giant ass. Where the fuck are you going to put it, dude? You're Let, let me tell you what you're going to do with that poster. This is what you're going to do with that poster. You think that you wanted, oh, I worked so hard coloring this poster and writing the word Edison sucks. Really? How old are we now? Like 24? You're really going to still save that? Go fuck yourself. You're not going to do shit with that. If that's still on your wall and we're like this old, die. Like you're, you, it's, there's no way. Uh, and so we tore them all down. Uh, and then I put it on my Snapchat story. And I don't remember how many followers I had on Snapchat back then, but it was, it was, it was a good amount. Uh, and, uh-huh. But before people found out that it was me, the football team and the cheerleading team had come back from the game and they saw all the posters torn down. And so everybody thought it was Edison. People thought it was people from Edison. So now this giant war breaks out on Twitter uh, about people like calling out Edison and then Edison people being like, yeah, that's what you get, you dickbags, like blah, 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 losers, because we lost the game by a lot. I don't remember. It was like 42 to 7. It was bad that year, which also doesn't help the fact that, you know, I tore down the buzzers. Uh, but then someone tweeted, they were like, no, it was Galen Nash and his dickhead friends. Uh, and uh, the funniest thing is the people never named my friends. Uh, I'm not going to name them now. There was only two of us. But because it was me, it was a big deal. They were like, oh, Galen tore down the posters. Galen did this. Galen, and I'm like, I only tore down like fucking four posters. It was like me and my homies, dude. But I mean, I'm not going to snitch them out. I mean, I'm, I'll take, I was just happy people were talking about me. You know what I mean? It's one of those where like, I'm not going to get in trouble with this. I don't give a fuck. Uh, and um, like, hate me if you want. I don't give a shit. I'm not going to talk to you people next year. You know what I mean? I already don't talk to you people now. Most of the people that were tweeting at me, I had zero clue who the fuck they were. No clue at all. And I still fucking don't. I have the screenshots in my phone from way back when, and I'm so glad I do. But, like, I don't know who you are. So why would I give a shit about your opinion about what I did to some dipshit fucking paper posters that you guys were going to throw away the next day anyway? Uh, and so ASB hated me for that because I guess they worked hard. I'm going to save it. I'm going to put it on my wall. Go fuck yourself. No, you weren't. Uh, anyway. Fuck. What was I saying? Oh, yeah. The Baron games. So it was this all-school assembly. It would be freshmen versus seniors. Or it would be freshmen and seniors on the same team. And then uh, it would be sophomores and juniors on the same team. And they would be against each other or whatever. Uh, and there was this Facebook group that had everybody in the school. And I didn't know that. I didn't know that at the time. I wish I did because it would make it funnier. Uh, but I didn't. And now this is like four months after. It's towards the end of the year. This is like four months after the Baron Games Assembly. And I noticed the Facebook group. Which, by the way, is still there. Uh, if you Google, I mean, it might be a, a no. If you Google Baron Games 2012 on Facebook in groups, you will find this and you will probably find my post. I probably should have found it because it was funny. Uh, well, it's funny now. It was, it was just dumb back then. Uh, but so I just typed penis and I posted it in the group after inactivity. The group had been inactive for like four months. So I was like, no one's ever going to see this, right? Wrong, dude. The whole school gets an email. There's like 4,000 kids at the school. 4,000 emails get sent out 
4,000 and like 33 if you count faculty and staff because they all got it too. Uh, so I'm sitting in class like the, the next day. It was like a Sunday and I'm sitting in class like that, that Monday. I get a tap on my shoulder and this kid's like, yo, dude, you're going to get in so much trouble for, for, for what you posted. I'm like, what are you talking about? He's like, dude, you said penis in the Baron games. Everybody's talking about it. You're going to get in so much trouble, dude. That's funny, but you're going to get in so much trouble. And I was like, nah, like you're tripping. Like who gives a fuck? You know what I mean? Uh, and like not even five minutes later, it's just a knock on the, uh, I knocked so hard. I'm so sorry. Uh, <laughs> a knock on the, the door and two supervision people walk in. And they're like, yeah, uh, we're here for Galen again. And I was like, fuck, you know? And I was like, do I need to bring my stuff? And they were like, yeah. And I was like, fuck. Because, I mean, that just means, you know, you're not coming back. And then uh, the kid taps me on the shoulder and he's like, I fucking told you, dude. <laughs> Good luck. And I was like, fuck, you know, fuck. And so I uh, I go up and I go into this room that I've never been in before. It was like behind the, uh, like wherever you pay to get your fucking prom tickets, whatever that building, administration, it wasn't the office. And so I walk in there and they take me into this like meeting room. I walk in, there's this circle table and we had three principals. We had the main principal, Mr. Hertzfeld. Then we had Mr. Arnold and we had Mr. I don't remember his fucking name, but these are these two buff ass, like Joe Rogan, bald motherfuckers, like like if they fought each other it would go on for it like these just silverback gorilla specimens of fucking men right like fucking beasts and they were sitting there these are the one of them is the principal of activities and one of them is the principal of like sports but they're also like principals of the school you know what i mean uh you don't want to fuck around with these guys i walk in this room i see them make eye contact with both of them and i was like oh fuck and then i look down at the table and my entire facebook profile had been printed out in color so i was like oh i'm fucked you know like they didn't just print it black and white this shit had fucking color in that bitch i was i'm fucked right uh and i sat down they're like take a seat galen i take a seat i was like all right and so i'm like okay it was like silent and then one of the guys leans forward he's like so galen i hear you like to play the penis game i was like uh what he was like i hear you like to play the penis game and the other principal was like what's the penis game? And he's like, you don't know what the penis game is? Whoa, Galen, we got to show him what the penis game is. And I was like, what in the actual, I'm a freshman. I'm like, what in the actual hell is going on right now? And he was like, hey, Galen, psst, penis. And I was like, what? And he goes, Galen, penis. And I was just like, uh, penis. And he was like, penis. And I was like, uh, penis and he was like and and at this point i was just freaking dying i was like oh my like i could tell that i wasn't in trouble like this the mood changed and i was like okay they're just fucking with me and he, then he was like penis and i went and i uh, i was like fuck and he was like let's take a look at your facebook profile and i was like all right and now at this point i'm what 13 maybe 14 i didn't have a fucking job and so on my profile it said my job was it literally said galen nash golden child underneath works at your mama's ass my job title was your mama's ass he reads this out loud and he goes whoa that's one big campus oh dude i was dying i was like no fucking way he reads a couple of my posts and this is back when you know uh you were just like at one point my own great grandma unfriended me on facebook because i would cuss too much yeah back then you think cussing's cool i still think cussing's fucking dope dude Cussing's, I mean, I've, I've, cussing just adds the right emphasis on the word. You're like, bro, what the fuck are you talking about? Versus, bro, what are you talking about? It just adds that extra oomph, you know? What the fuck? Like, you're just like, or like, dude, I see, like, honestly, I whisper what the fuck to myself a billion times a day, a billion times a day, because I'm always just observing shit. I'll just be like, what the fuck is that guy doing? I'll just be like doing some shit in his garage. I'll see like old men walking around the neighborhood and like just a diaper i'm like what the fuck put some pants on bro um yeah and so then the the conclusion of that meeting was the guy was like look this was fun whatever let's get serious real quick we know that you're fast we know that you're, you represent the school at a high level you can't be doing stupid shit like this we love you on the team you help us out all this stuff and you're gonna be inter you're gonna be like a major part of our team 
uh, in the future, which he, I mean, he was right. And he was like, dude, you represent Fountain Valley. You can't be doing stupid shit like this. Other kids, they could do stupid shit like that. Nobody knows who they are. Everybody knows who you are. You can't be doing stupid shit like that. You can continue to do, you know, jokes in your class, whatever, all the stuff. But like, this is a group with the entire school, staff, parents, everyone. You can't be doing that shit. And I was like, all right. And he's like, we understood, understood. Uh, and so that was the uh, uh, the end of that. Um, but I mean, it's just so interesting uh, to have my name because I hear it in places and I'm just like, oh, fuck. You know, you hear my name. I know you're talking about me. You know what I mean? There's no, oh, yeah, Jake did, Jake who? Yeah, it's, oh, Galen did this? Okay, I know exactly who you're fucking talking about. Uh, like, okay, so me and my homie, we were at Islands. And because of COVID, you know, you have to eat in the parking lot or whatever. Uh, and so we're eating the parking lot. I'm signing the check. All of a sudden, we just hear, yo, Galen Nash. And I look up, and there's this guy in this car in the passenger seat. And this BMW was a nice fucking car. He was like 20 years old. No idea who he is. And he goes, dude, I love the podcast, man. And I was just like, oh, like, thanks, man. And that was it. Uh, thanks. I was like, thanks. I appreciate it. Some, something like that. Uh, and he drove away. Uh, and I was like, fuck. I was just thinking about, like, how cool that is because, I mean, I do get recognized in public sometimes. And I always do. Like, I get recognized in public for doing – it's never anything cool. The, the second to last time I was at Target and I was fucking – I was buying underwear and I'm small. And on the pack of underwear – you know, if you, you, people who are small know if you buy small, it says S with a slash and then a CH for child. So I essentially wear children's underwear that I bought. I didn't fucking find them from kids. <laughs> Shut the fuck up. Uh, but so I, oh, dude, Galen, what's up, dude? I like, I like your videos. I was like, oh, shit. Like, thanks. I'm like, you know, putting the underwear behind my back so they don't fucking see it. You know, have a good one. <laughs> you too, bro. <laughs> uh, that shit's fucking, I'm never doing anything cool. Um, I mean, I guess signing a check is cool, you know, whatever. Uh, but it's so much easier. It would have been a thousand times easier for that guy to just keep going. Oh, oh, look, that's Galen. Not say a damn thing and just keep driving. But the fact that he stopped, took the time to acknowledge that I was there and, you know, say that to me and like, like, bro, it was so much easier for him to just keep going. So it's like, I really fucking appreciate that. And that shit's the, that blows my mind when it's, you know, it is easier to just keep going. You know, you see people in public. I see people in public, uh, famous people, people that you don't know, people that you just remember from school. And I try, I don't say shit. You know, I'm like, fuck, how am I going to, what would I say? What would I even say to this person? You know what I mean? Um, you just keep going. Um, anyway, uh, so I, I, I want to say that I appreciate that guy. Um, now that I'm done breaking down my name, I wanted to talk about one joke that I'm working on that probably won't work. Uh, do you guys, you guys, this is something we'll be working on for stage, possibly. Um, do you guys remember when that girl at the beginning of quarantine, the teenage girl over in Stockton, she killed herself? Uh, and everyone, like, freaked out because in her suicide note, she wrote, I just didn't know what to do. And everyone on Facebook and Twitter was just like, oh, it's the quarantine, it's the lockdown, fucking Newsome, rah, like all that shit, you know? Uh, but, I mean, fuck, like, Nintendo really just missed out on an opportunity to retweet that and just go, ah, should have bought her a Switch. <laughs> I don't know, I think it's I think it's dumb. I'll try it. Uh, it I, I actually did it a couple of open mics and it worked, but I, mean, I told it differently than I just did it right now. It's weird with no crowd. Onto the questions that were submitted, um, I got a question from Matthew Malone. Uh, he asked me what my best track story is, and I have a bunch. And so I'm going to tell two that I haven't told in this podcast before that are pretty, that are my two of my favorites. Uh, one of them is the story of Slumdog Shithead. And this is the time that I was at this preseason meet. I don't remember. I think it was like Roosevelt. We were in like Compton uh, at this preseason qualifying meet for the indoor state uh track me and this is junior year uh this is junior year uh and the entire meet stops there's like you know a shitload of people a shitload in the stands there was a lot of people i had already done my races and so i'm sitting up in the stands with next to my homie diego and bivens is sitting directly behind me you know coach bivens from that i talked about earlier he's sitting directly behind me and this guy comes on the loudspeaker and he was like <laughs> this guy comes on the loudspeaker and he's like uh attention 
attention can we get attention down to the uh the fucking 100 meter mark there's this guy and this it was this indian guy and he was attempting to break the indian world record for like the 600 high hurdles and he's like we needed all attention on this guy blah 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 he is he attempts to break the world or the the indian national record for india or whatever the fuck it was that's what it was the india national record for the six six d 60 meter high hurdles and so the whole meet stops all the the throwing events everybody comes lines up the line there's the entire hundred meters uh the, the that stretch was maybe a wall of people like five deep watching this guy we're about to watch this guy break a national record you know and he's racing against you know high school kids it's so dumb uh and he goes over the boom the race starts he goes over his first one clean second one clean and on the third one he eats shit in front of two thousand people i'm it wasn't two thousand people it was like it was maybe like 500 people but this guy like ate shit like, he, he just fucked it up. Boom. Rolls, lands on his face, just eats shit. Entire crowd just, <gasps> like, this gasp just goes over the entire crowd. Everybody's quiet. But me, just the loudest, ah-ha-ha, ha the loudest possible laugh of all time. Uh, and just Bivens immediately just grabs me by the face, which you couldn't tell now because of COVID. Grabs me, puts his hand over, puts his hand over my mouth to cover me from laughing. And just, he, like, bear hugs me into him. Because the entire crowd, like, like, or half the crowd turns and looks like, what dickhead just fucking just screamed out. It was hilarious. It was hilarious. Like, because they, they stopped the entire meet for this guy. And then he eats shit and loses to six high school kids. Come on. You don't think that's fucking hilarious? Uh, and uh, so we just called that guy Slumdog Shithead. Uh, he is it uh, insensitive at the time, whatever. But, like, that's just the name of the story now. You just say... Hey, you ever hear that story about Slumdog Shithead? A hundred percent. Anybody that was on that team, anybody who was there, a hundred percent knows what the fuck we're talking about. It was just too funny. Uh, and the other time, but I mean, that had nothing to do with me. Uh, that was just the, one of the funniest things I ever saw to attract me. Uh, the funny, one of the funnier things that I ever did was I was on, on the Orange Orange Coast College track team. I was the number one runner my freshman year, and we were at our mammoth training camp, which is a, a week long training camp, which is just for like bonding, and we would just fuck around all this stuff. Now, there are professional runners up there training at all times, and they're there, you know, nine months out of the year, and then they go and race for three months. Now, it's elevation training, so it, like, doubles your blood count, your platelet count, your count, all that shit, so it's, like, beneficial. When we're up there for a week, it really, like, the benefits are mute. Like, it really doesn't do shit for a week, but these dudes that are up there for eight months, yeah, it's doing shit for these guys. Um so I'm there with the OCC team, the guys and the girls, uh, and we uh, ended up sneaking out one night. We sneak out. This is like day three. We sneak out of the cabins, and we go down to like the city town center where there was like a concert going on, like this mini, little mini concert. And while I was there, there was this crackhead, and I was dancing with this crackhead, and the guy falls, and I laugh. And the, there's a video of this that I might post at some point. That I just found it, which is the only reason why I remember that it happened. And he grabs me by the leg and he drags me down and he starts humping me. And this is all on video. This fucking crackhead, no teeth. And I'm just getting humped to death by this fucking guy. And I end up like, people had to like come over and like get him off me because it was like, people were like, oh, ha, 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 ha. And they're like, all right, fuck now, get him, get him. You know, it's, it's funny for a while. And they're like, all right, get him. It'd be like the first time I get beat up. It's like, all right, he deserved those first three punches. Now we got to stop the fight. You know what I mean? Uh, anyway, at this concert thing, there are these professional runners there. And I'm still deciding if I'm going to name one of them. But uh, this guy, whatever. But it's a guy that I, I knew for a little bit because, I mean, I was fast. So I knew some of these guys. And I'd been to, like, meetings with some of these guys. And so I was Facebook friends with this guy named Shadrach Bewat, who – this or two years ago, he ended up getting third at the Boston Marathon. So this guy is no joke. This guy is legit a professional athlete, and he's from Africa. All this stuff, so it's funny in the text that we have. Um, we get back. We get back to the condo that night, and they were there. They were. They were. They were at the concert. They weren't at our condos. I get a message. Um, I'm gonna find. I'm gonna get the messages up right now, so I could read them, so that there's no mistake on what this is. Let me shed. There it is right here, Shadrach Bawat. So he messages me, and he's like, 
so we we had just done a talk with Dina Castor, who's who holds the women's United States, maybe the world. I don't remember. She holds multiple marathon records, and so we had a meeting with her, and she like gave us a speech, all this shit. And so she's like, she coaches them, right? So this is August twentieth, two thousand fifteen. He's like, hey guy, he's like, hey Galen, you done with that talk with Dina? And I was like, yeah, we're done. It's pretty tight. And so I responded. He, this was nine p.m. Right, so like almost horny hours. I responded a minute later because I mean we were just chilling in the condos. There's nothing to do. We were I think I was playing cards with Oscar and Joseph and some other guy. I think Adolfo. We were just chilling around, playing cards just with our phones on our lap, whatever. Dude. Now these guys have been up there for eight months. These guys are horny. Horny, right? There's there's no going to strip clubs. There's no strip club. This is mammoth. People are there with their families. A lot of the people there are underage. You're not fucking, right? So when these college guys, when these college teams come up, just during like a two-week period, because our season is different than their season, so we only come up for like two weeks. These dudes are only fucking for maybe, maybe fucking, maybe fucking two weeks max. And during those two weeks, they're probably only fucking one person. Once. You know what I mean? Uh, and it's from these teams that come up, but you could only do the college teams where you're not going to fuck a high school senior. Why would you do that? Uh, anyway, so these dudes are horny as fuck. So he's like, his next message is, nice, man. Dina is a great speaker. And then he follows it up with, what's up with your girls, man? Your teammates, hook us up. And so he was, he sends that and I respond uh, like a couple minutes later. And so I was just going to be like, like who but instead someone was like dude let's try to get free shit and so i was like oh that's a good idea these guys are all sponsored bro these guys are all sponsored by like adidas nike asics all this shit and so i was like all right so this story is basically i pimped out our girls team to get free shit uh and so i was like all right can we get five hats for her number asics bro and he goes whose number and he goes hats it'll take longer to get them the hats we have to order them so i go Whoever you want, whole squad, what can you get by tomorrow? And he's like, what do you guys want? And I was like, shorts. <laughs> and he's like, okay, we'll see what we could do. Hook me up, and I'll hook you up some shorts for ASICs. And I was like, I'll talk to her and see what I could do. And he goes, okay. I respond an hour later without talking to the girls. And he goes, she's down to fuck. Ray is down to fuck. How do we swap stuff? And he goes, what? You kidding, right? Because he's from Africa. He's like, what? You kidding, right? And he's like, tomorrow you'll get, get your stuff. Uh, and he was like, um, talk for a little bit more, and then the girls caught wind. There was a snitch in the group. Uh, the girls caught wind, and then that girl that I said was down to fuck, cause she was down to fuck. Uh, I just hadn't talked to her, cause they were at that thing. She was like, "Oh, that guy's kind of cute, whatever." She ended up going and fucking them anyway, and we never got our stuff because she went and fucked them and fucked up the whole plan and fucked us over. And I'm still mad about it because I could still use those fucking shorts, dude. Uh, anyway, so we almost got free clothes for pimping out, uh, the OCC girls team. And that's, uh, that's to answer your question, Matthew, like that shit was one of the best track stories. Um, uh, last question, John Coop asked me what my worst on stage moment was, and that would be the Stockton shows that I did, uh, before quarantine, I went up to Stockton and I did a round of four shows, two nights, two shows a night. And it was supposed to. I was hosting these shows for the for Kabir Singh, who's fucking hilarious. Uh, and it was supposed to be the grand opening of this new comedy club in Stockton. Now, nobody had warned me that Stockton was a ginormous piece of shit, shithole of all time. And nobody had ever warned me about that. And so I went into it like with high expectations, which I shouldn't have. It was fucking trash. These people had no idea how to run a show. It was, wasn't even a comedy club. It was this old nightclub that they had rented out for the two nights. And so it was big. And they had no lighting. The lighting that they used was a chandelier that just happened to be over the stage. Bro. What the fuck? You know what I mean? A chandelier? You don't have a single spotlight? And you're going to call yourself a comedy club. Anyway, the dudes were shady as fuck. Uh, the the food that they, they they were so bad at getting food and drinks out that the first show ended, ended the whole show. There was a the whole show. It was like an hour and a half. The whole show ended, and people never got their food. Now, these people 
that now that has nothing to do with me being on stage. This is what has to do with me on being on stage is it was the worst crowd of all time. These people had never been to a fucking comedy show before. It was stocked and they're just happened to be out of their shithole houses. Like it was fucking like they were all talking. They were all loud, all yelling at each other, people yelling across the way. People on their phones playing playing videos, dude, to like their homies. And I'm just on stage like, yeah, so my mom's an alcoholic. They don't give a fuck. They didn't give a fuck, dude. I was literally talking to myself. Not one person would pay attention. And I would and I was the host, so I'd just be like, hey, everybody attention up here. And I'd get everybody's attention. This is a comedy show where we do all the talking and we entertain you. So if you could, you know, not entertain yourselves for like, you know, an hour. Which they paid money to be there. They paid money. They paid money to be there, and they just talked the entire fucking time. They talked through the entire show. Kabir through everybody, dude. There was one show. There was like 150 people there. One show out of all four shows where they were paying attention, and it was a fun show. One out of the four. And then these dudes tried to fuck me over. When I get there, dude, the guy was like, first of all, I'm driving from Orange County to Stockton. It was like a four-hour drive." May, like four and a half hour drive. I drive fast. It was like four hours, right? He's like, he's like, hey, I want you to get the show's not the first show's not till seven. And he's like, hey, I want you. To, can you get here at uh two for mic check? And I was like, no. What do you need me for mic check for? You're just talking to it. You don't need my voice. You know what I mean? Uh, and so he was just like, I I would just can you just get here early? And I was like, sure. I guess I could just get there early. Like the fuck else am I gonna be doing? You know. So I get there. I ended up getting there at like four. It's so like three hours early. I walk in. Nothing set up. Nothing set up. And that's when I realized that the chandelier was the fucking light. And I was like, are you fucking kidding me? Are you fucking actually dead ass right now? Serious. And so I was supposed to be put up at this hotel, this nice hotel. Then I was like, all right, cool. And then he goes, oh, actually, he, he this is what he says to me. He goes, actually, we just found out that the hotel is fully booked. And I was like, really? And stocked in on what was a Thursday, Thursday, Friday, dual shows? No, there's no way. But I didn't say that. I was like, well, whatever, just happy to be there, you know? Uh, and so he, I end up getting put up in fuck, a La Quinta, La Quinta Inn, which, I mean, aren't bad. They're not bad. I wasn't paying. It wasn't bad. So the guy puts in the reservation, whatever I get there. I was like, uh, it should be under, I don't even remember the guy's name. It should be under fuckhead's name. Uh, and they're like, oh, yeah, it is here. Are you, are you going to be paying with cash or with card? I was like, uh, it should have already been paid for. She goes, no, it hasn't been paid for yet. And I was like, are you fucking kidding me? So then I had to go and I have to call this guy. I'm like, dude, and this is like 10 minutes away from the venue. I'm like, dude, you need to get your ass down here and fucking pay for this goddamn room. And at this point, it's like six so I'm like, I have an hour to hurry the fuck up. And I like to get to, whenever I have shows, I like to get to the venue early, write out my set list, practice, you know, a little bit. Because I'm, I'm there to entertain people. I'm not going to go up there, oh, I know what I'm doing. No, I'm there to entertain the people. I'm going to give them the best show possible. Uh, and so I like to get there just a little bit early, get the feel for the crowd, look at the people, see where I'm going to go with it. Uh, and even though I usually just do mostly material, but I mean, I could tell just based on the crowd what direction I want to go or how I'm going to, what jokes in what order. Um, and so he sends his homie down there. The guy doesn't get there till six 30 pays for the room. I go up in the room. I get ready. I go to the show. The shows suck ass, but I ended up smoking, uh, a joint outside with like the security guard and he was cool as fuck. Uh, and that, that was really cool. That conversation was really cool. I guess he had seen me on something before or he knew, or he knew that I was coming down and so he had uh, looked me up online. He was like, dude, you're really fucking funny, man. And I was like, oh, like, thanks. Uh, and we shared a joint. <laughs> and so I go back to the room. The next day, I went and I, like, worked out, played basketball, whatever. Uh, and I come back. And they were like, oh, yeah, you got to check out at 11. And I was like, what are you talking about? I'm here for two nights. They're like, oh, yeah, that guy only paid for one. And I was like, are you fucking fucking serious so after these shows suck dick i was like all right i was thinking about just leaving dude i was like this is dumb and i was like ah whatever maybe it'll turn around and then this happens i was like you fucking serious so i called the guy and i was like you need to get down here and he's like and i was like not only and i was like i don't even want the room anymore give me the money for the room and so the guy comes down uh and he was like trying to like weasel his way and i was like nah dude cash now and he he i'm meeting him i'm in the parking lot and he's in this dumpy ass car and he pulls out this stack of like just wadded up money and he like starts uncrumpling 20s and like 
and he hands me like 60 and I was like more bro the room's at least 100 and so then he ends up giving me 120 uh but I was just like dude like you're gonna try to play me like that and so I ended up just driving home that night I drove like halfway through the night and then I slept at like a rest stop for like a little bit because I always have a pillow and and stuff but yeah those those shows were ass city and there was not a damn thing that I could have done um even the the headliner fucking couldn't do shit and I was really excited to watch this guy uh headline uh and I mean he did fine you know what I mean but I mean that crowd was just straight dickhole city um anyway uh this has been wow it's already been an hour that was that was fun let me know give me feedback uh, what'd you think of the solo episode where you entertained the entire time and, uh, all that shit. And I hope you guys have, you know, a wonderful week until the next episode. The next episode is going to be out. It's going to be episode 67 and that's going to be with Aaron Chase. Uh, he has a reputation in the comedy scene. He's a very hard worker, a very hard worker. He's just like me. Real recognized, real. Do we work our fucking asses off? But, uh, he rubs people the wrong way a little bit. And then people have had beef with me in the past. So we're going to talk about that. And it's going to be a really fucking interesting episode. And until then, have a good one.